boy, the big time music podcast boys are back. What's up, Mark? Oh, not much. Just great to be back. Uh, it's excellent. I also just discovered that the mango white claws excellent. Oh, you're drinking white claws as well? Hell yeah! Oh my dude, white claw Thursdays. That's what we've been doing for the last seven weeks. Is just binging white claws. Yeah. Nothing and listening to pop music. We had to get it out of us uh, before we get back into some indie darling stuff. Yeah, I uh, have no, no good spin zone. All right, give me uh, a, give us give the listeners a quick ranking top four white cloth flavors. All right, I'm a raspberry guy through and through, whether it be real fruit or artificial flavoring. So raspberry. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go recency pies and mango. Okay. Ruby grapefruit. And then uh, cherry. Okay. What about you? Uh, I would go black cherry, actually, first. Okay. Uh, then I would go raspberry. Then, because um, I like missionary, uh, natural lime. Oh, really? Would be it in is the top a, four. It is a good downshift. It's pretty, oh. like, yeah. It's so crushable. That's what I'm doing right now. Uh, Yeah. Uh, so cheers, cheers to being back on the pod. Also, cheers to Drake. Aubrey Graham turns thirty-three today. Uh, shout out that. Yeah. There's... Do you listen to any Drake today? No. Um, Come on, it's his birthday. Show the man some respect. Happy birthday, Drake. Ratchet, happy birthday on repeat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's definitely some jokes that I won't make yet because I haven't had enough white claws. Oh, fair enough. Uh, so, I mean, we'll, let's just decide this on the pod right now. I was going to make the Friday Feels playlist my 33 favorite Drake songs in honor of his 33rd birthday. Oh, hell yeah. That's all, all right. you. All right. We'll fire it up tomorrow. Uh, great segue. Uh, follow us on Spotify at all one word, the earbuds. That's how you can find, uh, our playlists and whatnot. Uh, we do say this every four and a half weeks when we decide to record that, uh, <laughs> we actually will update the playlist, but like. You know, I, I spend a lot of time at home now. We just I my girlfriend and I just got a dog, so like I don't really have a lot to do other than just sit and make Spotify playlists. So I think I think I'm gonna we're gonna get back into the, the playlist making. Right on. Uh, or you just play more Fortnite. Or more Fortnite. Um Yeah. Potentially. That's hard to do with uh the girlfriend. You know, it's hard to it's hard to command the television. To be like, That's... I'm going to use this to talk to my own friends in a headset. <laughs> very, very useful. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. You look so cool doing it. You look so cool. Uh, and then follow us on uh, on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, I believe both are at EarbudsCast. That does it. So we're back. That's the entire episode. No, just kidding. Uh, let's do some <laughs> news and notes uh, before we get into some uh, album discussion. I think first and foremost, uh, we should talk about Jesus is King. So we're recording on Thursday, October 24th, uh, the Jesus is King Eve, if you will. So it's supposed to be released on Friday. He did release a track list and a picture of the album and then the documentary movie, Sunday service, whatever comes out tonight. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, Thoughts? I kind of said my piece before we started recording, but I just can't can't get excited for anything that guy is doing right now until he puts out a good project and kind of gets me back 
the yeah, last is... album was not good enough to go through this whole hype cycle again. No, definitely not. And I think, it... well, sorry to cut you off, but he gave no. a, a very strange, you know, promo interview today, as he does. And, like, really nobody talked about it on Twitter. So I think there's a lot of people in the same boat, unless it's just hardcore stands who aren't aren't going to be swayed either way. Yeah, I think the the actual media, like, music critic media is kind of over it. There's enough other people to yeah. write about and talking heads about, if you will. Um, but it's, it's very weird to be in such a different space in, uh, like, a Kanye watch from where... I don't know when it's did very life, liberating. When did Life of Pablo come out? Twenty sixteen or yeah, because that was that had me constantly refreshing Reddit threads and stuff. That was probably the low point of my life. Well, <laughs> well, okay, so I I, I, think I was we, like heavy on that. And yeah, well, kind of followed Yay a little bit, but like he was in the process of like pushing me away with all that shit, and that now I'm kind of like, yeah, if he releases something, I'll check it out. Yeah, and if it's good, we'll talk about yeah. it. Well, if it's bad, we'll probably talk about it too. But yeah, yeah it's not like staying up all night. Because when Life of Pablo was released, I remember like you and I literally stayed in that night and waited every minute, <laughs> like just listening, yeah, waiting it came for out it. At like one thirty in the morning. Yeah, yeah and you, I mean, we were hammered at that point. It was like Valentine's Day, the first year we moved to the city, and you and I were just like sitting in our apartment, <laughs> just like chugging beers, <laughs> waiting for it yeah. to drop. But. Yeah, like now I'm gonna be like I'm going to bed at like I don't know nine thirty, and I'll talk. I'll see this Kanye album in the morning. It's just yeah. funny. Or if only we don't, th- like four, um, three years have passed, and it's just like yeah. so different. Yeah, if like there's not a Kanye album on my phone in the morning, I just carry on with my day. Yeah, like other stuff <laughs> will come out that I'll probably listen to. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I, I maybe this last Kanye note, and then we'll we'll move on. So supposedly he's gonna release another one on Christmas. Yeah, Jesus uh, is returned or Jesus is back. Like, yeah, and they're calling that a Sunday service album. I don't really get it. I don't know, man. Mm. Kind of like Cruel Summer, maybe. This is kind of like random tracks. Anyway, we'll figure it out when we get to that point. I would say don't wait on it. Don't hold your breath. Yeah. Um. All right. Other news and notes. Kesha announced a new album. Uh, will be released in 2020. It's called High Road. Uh, which just even this you, we could talk about for twenty minutes that it's called High Road. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, yeah. What are, any thoughts from you? Or uh, I just, just kind of that's to, it. I just listened to the single, um, which I'm trying to pull up the name of currently. And oh, what the fuck? Sorry, Spotify. Spotify autoplay. Oh. Well, we can't hear it, so don't worry right about it. my headphones. You didn't hear Steve Lacey? No. Oh, okay. That's good. Um, Raising Hell is the name yeah. of the single. Raising Hell. I liked it. Yeah, good track. I, I, that's my piece. <laughs> well, her last album was just incredible, especially mm-hmm. after everything she went through. Really amazing. Uh, and High Road, I think, is kind of just cool like taking the high road i'm assuming that's where she's going with this album yeah uh high road because also did you watch the music video for the the raising hill uh hear about it you see about this i saw like on the spotify app when it like shows you so oh okay so you haven't heard anything 
And she it. looks like a telemarketer or like an evangelist or something. Yeah, so in the music video, she murders her husband. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't, didn't get that. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, yeah, just just like a lot going on, and Kesha rocks, and she's no longer the. Were they uh, married? We are who we are. No, I don't believe okay. so. I don't believe so. She was just in a, not sure. She yeah, she was in a record contract. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Very strange record contract. Um. All right, that's news and notes. Do you want anything else about Drake? <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> you sure you don't want to? I don't comment? think about that guy that often. Oh, this. dude, I love Drake. Do you already? I'm wearing all my Drake merch right oh now. Oh my god! I'm wearing my OVO hat and my OVO long sleeve shirt. Uh yeah. Which I, I got remember. at the OVO store in Toronto. I would, um, if anyone's ever you know thinking about going, my advice: don't do it after six beers, uh, because you buy stuff that you won't ever wear. And it was like $180 that I can never get back. So, fuck me, right? It's great podcast gear. It Good podcast gear. I mean, this shirt like barely fits me, honestly. I can't wear it outside. But <laughs> you can't like return it to uh, they, yeah, Toronto. They only sell in drink size. Yeah, everything's just like you have to have a really weird beard. And anyway, let's move on before we say something I, I, re- I regret. Uh <laughs> So we haven't recorded in a while. We are going to try and get, uh, I think, eight episodes out in the next 10, 11 weeks. That's the end of the year. And then carry that mo into 2020, approaching Grammy season and uh, some fun end of the year. Uh, Definitely going to get our, yeah, our best of in. Yeah, we got to get the best of. Hopefully with the, the, the old standbys as some guests. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe a different format this year because that's oh, like a two-hour episode. You, you didn't like that? <laughs> I mean, I liked it for the event. Like, I mean, it's fun as shit. I don't think <laughs> but... anybody listened to the whole thing. I doubt it. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're going to rapid fire some albums that we have obviously missed over the last month or so since recording our last episode. Uh, and just kind of rapid fire, go through them. Mark, what, what you want to kick it off? Uh, yeah, do you want to go back and forth? Um, I'm gonna start Yeah, with... you go, I go, you go, because I only have one I really right. want to mention. With Look Out Low by Twin Peaks. Uh, have to mention it since I've been gassing it up the last couple episodes, I think. Um, it's wonderful. It maintains kind of the sound of those, the first couple singles where it's the more, uh, critics are calling it the more mature sound, but yeah. It's more vibey. It's wonderful for uh, just the fall season if you're in normal climates where it gets cold in fall. And uh, a nice little touch on it. And this will be my last piece because I'm probably going to bring it up in December. But uh, oh, it was recorded. I really like it. It was recorded. Um, Calling like, your shot. Like live in studio, so not track by track. They just kind of all got together and would play through the song and it gives it like a very like authentic feeling it's like a little messy here and there but it's nice it's very twin peaks it is very twin peaks i I didn't know that about the recording that's very cool and i think they recorded a decent amount of this in like wales or something didn't they yeah it was some some very quaint sounding european country yeah i think it was wales um 
which is i mean very interesting um they're the chicago darlings like they uh get put on you know arguably like one of the best live shows um that anyone's ever seen so uh yeah i, I liked i liked this album i it was i wrote down it's chill yeah <laughs> i i'm not a really big like twin peaks guy like i've never just gotten into the band and I think it's cool that they're local and they put on amazing live shows and they have this like cult following and they're like really embedded into the Chicago music scene and they're really good friends with like everyone else here, like Chance and Knox Fortune and Whitney and like all these dudes are like really best friends. But that's about as far as like my interest goes yeah, in Twin Peaks, fair. which is kind of, I don't know, maybe I'll get into them this winter. It's good like winter and fall music to your yeah, point. Yeah, definitely is um all right mine is uh an album called head in the clouds 2 by 88 rising uh and 88 rising is a i guess like a collective um like media company but mostly it's like rich brian and joji and then like all of their friends um it's really it's really cool uh, i listened to it a couple times in the last uh week or two since it was released uh, and it's just a really interesting collection of um, like poppy hip hop uh, or just pop um, from a lot of um, diverse cultures. So it's not a, a very like white, uh, like forward album, I guess. A lot of the people behind this um, are Asian or, um, you know, other cultures. And it's really cool. It's just like a very, very solid album. It's cool to see like all these cultures coming together to make make it. Yeah, there's some more like mainstream hip hop features on it too. Right? Yes, there yeah. are, uh, which I did not write down, uh, and I can Sway look it up. Lee, yeah, Sway Lee is on there, yeah. which fucking bangs. That song does rock. I did put that in my notes. Uh, Sway Lee is the best, other than these guys. But right. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. All right, um, and the only other album I've listened to in the last two months, uh, no, uh, <laughs> Mirrorland by Mirrorland by Earth Gang. That's hard to say out loud. Mirrorland. Um, yeah. Uh, it's great. This is actually I really, 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 really like this album. Um, it. So they're a Atlanta duo, rap duo. Um, sure. I don't know how much we've talked about them on the pod. I don't uh, think enough. Yeah, I think they've been like answer. single of the week. Yeah, um, we've like they had, a, they had an EP last year that I really enjoyed, um, and this kind of so this is their debut album, I believe, and this capitalizes on everything I liked from that EP and just like expands it out in every direction you would want um i'm gonna keep it short but yeah it's they so they drew a lot of comparisons to outcast yeah because it is like a very like i guess quote unquote weird hip-hop and there is some of that especially like andre 3000 style rapping on it mm -hmm. but it is like uh, still like a very unique, weird blend of a lot of current and past sounds of Atlanta hip hop, and it's great. I would highly recommend. Um, it's very colorful. 
Yeah. Uh, is kind of how I would describe it. It'll keep it. your attention. Like, all the it will. Um, and to your point about like a lot of different sounds of it, of Atlanta hip hop, there are many songs that you can like feel the direct traces to Outkast. But then there's a song called Bank, which like just steals the yeah. the background no, um, beat to uh, the Cardi B song. And it just like rips. Like it's just like very heavy and very Atlanta. Yeah. And it flows yeah. really well because sometimes when you get a lot of that misdirection, it sounds off, but like they just they capitalize on it. No, it's, it's, really well, it's well sequenced. Yeah. You get a, a 2019 T Pain feature that he like kills. It's awesome. Yep. Uh, very solid album. Uh, will be in rotation. Yes. All right. On to the capital D discussion. Capital DB. So, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Danny Brown, uh, Detroit rapper, um, his fifth album titled, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Uh, He's goofy as hell and uh, one of our favorite uh, artists uh, currently. And, um, yeah, maybe we just, I guess, yeah, where do you want to start? Uh, Do you just want to give kind of brief, like overview thoughts real quick and then we can get into our sure our discussion so, points um as a whole i i was introduced to danny brown i guess i was i was uh baptized in the danny brown during atrocity exhibition uh which is the 2016 album that came out no uh, that's not true we listen to smoking and drinking all the time one old yeah but that okay. it wasn't like that to me was like a party song. It wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna listen to this guy and like That's fair. get invested in this. Um, which that song does just still slap. Such a good party song. Uh, so I was expecting kind of that like weird industrial sounding album, because that's kind of how I know him, I guess. Uh, but it's very different, and I think that's because of Q-Tip's influence, maybe, or just him maturing. Uh, a little, maybe not maturing, but just like getting older and like on the other side of like being a goofball. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's very good. It's a very good album. Um, he still is very uh, loose with everything. He still is very strange, um, but he's he's good. What are you? What, what about you? Yeah. So to your point, it's so I like I guess to start from the, the same point. I got into him when he released 30, um, which I will admit to not loving off the bat. And I kind of like stuck around as a Danny Brown, you know, looker on because he would pop up on features that I always enjoyed. And I thought he did yeah. really well on the features. And then I really liked old when it came out and retroactively like started to come around on 30. Um, uh, then Atrocity Exhibition is, I think, like probably like a top twenty album of all time for me. But he does so he does a good job of. Each album is kind of a different sound, but it's not like super drastically different from any of the others. It's still very Danny Brown, and this kind of follows in that tradition. Uh, a lot of it is from like the differences come from kind of like his delivery and like the actual themes of the album more sometimes more than the music 
Like, I think Atrocity Exhibition is probably, like, the most extreme in any one way, sonically. But so this is, like, different sounding, but he's very confident and funny throughout. And, it, like, he said it's, like, kind of him, like, coming to grips with being an elder statesman, I think is what he used, mm-hmm. um, of rap. And, it's yeah, it sounds like he's, like, happy with his place in the hip-hop scene. And he's, like, rarely angry or, like, anxious-sounding like he is on almost all of the Trusty Exhibition. So Yeah. So I wouldn't say he is anxious-sounding. Um, but it's funny you say, like, the Elder Statement and how he's, like, okay with that. Because the second song on the album is a theme song, which is basically just about a bunch of bitch-ass rappers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the way I took that song was a very like, uh, he's the elder statesman of being weird, you know. Like he did it mm-hmm. first. He is the first to wear skinny jeans and like talk funny and like not I don't know, be totally normal. Like and then all these SoundCloud guys came through, uh, which is yeah, very, was he... very interesting to me. So I'm gonna flood uh, Bomani Jones the right time. So Bomani interviewed Danny Brown, and I would highly recommend listening to that interview because Danny Brown is always a good interview. But he, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he t- <laughs> he touched on that part where uh, he feels like he's been kind of knocked off a little bit and copied without giving a lot of the credit. Right. It's kind of what I took from what he was saying. You know what I'm saying? Um, but... So that's interesting. Yeah, because I honestly, Danny Brown has always just in my mind kind of been in his own lane. Oh, I totally agree with you. A very unique presence. I think, yeah, and I think the the comparison, or maybe not even the comparison we're making, but I never thought of it that way because all the SoundCloud rappers sound very like, it does sound very garage bandy. Mm-hmm. So like they're weird in a way that's DIY, and he's weird in a way that he talks about like getting head and eating shrimp at the same yeah. time. You know, like that's he's a different like, kind of weird. He's like charismatically weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's weird in a way that you're like, yeah, I would love to like hang out with that guy. For <laughs> It'd like, be nuts. Overrated. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, like you mentioned before, Q Tip was the executive producer on this album. So what yeah. did you kind of think of that pairing? Uh, I mean, I didn't, yeah, it it definitely made him uh, sound a little bit more toned down. It's a little looser. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool to see him uh, on a different set of uh, beats. Um, so the way that I kind of categorized in my notes was it was interesting and it was very cool to feel, to hear him, settle into songs rather than like when in his previous work he kind of jumps out of them if that makes sense where like he usually takes a beat and finds ways to stand out on top of it as opposed to like morphing into what the song is giving him Um, and it's more like shock factor previously and just be like the weirdest guy around but this was a very uh like very flowy um i mean there's still parts of this album that are you know He's, he's still really outlandish, but uh, it's definitely a little bit more uh, 
consumable, like approachable. I don't know. Very Q-tip, you know, like he's, mm-hmm. it's very Q-tip. Yeah. Um, so off, I just want to say the Q-tip feature at the end of the album, spoilers in case you haven't listened to it for some reason, incredible, amazing, like yep. one of the, the best music moments of the year. Um, just because it wasn't listed and it really catches you off guard. But so getting back to the question at hand, uh, I so like if I listened through the album without knowing who was credited as the executive producer and you like told me to guess, I probably would, never would have guessed QTip. No, I don't. He didn't like try and steer Danny Brown out of like so far out of like his like sound comfort zone i guess um but i think it is a cool if you look at it from like symbolism it's very cool because it's kind of like q-tip who is like like an icon of hip-hop kind of i see it as because from what i understand he reached out to danny brown yeah i think he reached um, out to the label and or yeah. danny brown something like that yeah yeah and so that like to me i see that as like him like accepting him into like the circle of like as he said like the elder statesman of hip-hop and i think that's like really cool and meaningful yeah i totally agree with you um very very symbolic um and just like again like the last uh album so atrocity exhibition was like very much a punk album you know it was like hip-hop punk yeah uh and this is this was very it's definitely more commercial which is just like mm-hmm. the last yeah so the but he's uh, still not i mean not commercial enough that he's ever gonna be like you know no not the not top that voice. 20 yeah not it with is, that it's, voice. Dude, it's weird now like because i've been listening to him for so long that like the voice doesn't like register anymore to me but like if i were to recommend like listening to like like a Danny Brown song to a coworker, I like. I think I would be like, ah, oh, maybe not. <laughs> It'd be hard to pick one. Yeah, that's like, like <laughs> yeah, an entry yeah, level. Yeah, it's a uh, you. That's a shot taker. It's not he's, a sipper. He's still fairly niche, but um, very. So to the actual back to the, like the actual production because it is a it's a cool mix of producers. Very very cool. You got, Paul White, who is, like, the Danny Brown's, like, go-to guy for all of his albums. Mm-hmm. And I think he's got the majority of production credit on, like, all of his albums uh, leading up to this. Then Q-Tip himself hopping on the tracks for, I think, like, the singles. Uh, Flying Lotus, Cardi Kurt, Playa Hayes, and JPEG Mafia, who's JPEG. also featured on the album later. And I like it. Kind of points to what Damn, I think, Peggy. Like what I think might be the album's biggest strength is there's not like a single beat that I didn't like that really contributes to like the album as a whole is super consistent. Then and there's not a single song I skip. And uh, he like limited the amount. It's like like eleven songs. Mm-hmm. We always we always end up talking about this. Yeah, big. But, Big Mark Flanagan thing. Whatever. Oh, full name, sorry. (laughs) It's 11 songs. uh, And, like, that's kind of been, like, my knock on Atrocity Exhibition was it's too long. It is long. And he kind of, I think, acknowledges that and, like, reels it in. And it's, there's no skips on here. 
none skips at all uh other than like belly of the beast is not like a a total banger or anything but it's right yeah there. i mean there's a, like the middle i would say probably blends together a little bit it but does. i don't think it's bad no that's that's fair it does blend together but it's not uh not bad however belly of the beast does have my favorite lyric on the entire album if you want to talk about yeah, uh, that note real quick because there's a there's so many lines uh that mr daniel brown gives us uh my favorite is and i quote i eat so many shrimp i got iodine poison uh <laughs> i really <laughs> i really enjoy that that's hilarious what, is, how, what about you uh give us some yeah, I mean, there's a, yeah, like, it's been reviewed as, like, people are calling it, like, oh, the Danny Brown, like, stand-up album. Because uh, there's a bunch of lines. It's very funny. Uh, I don't even know what, like, the context is, but he makes a Ray or Roy Orbison reference. And yeah. And Danny Brown saying the words Roy Orbison is very funny to me. Well, it's, your girl want to <laughs> fuck me because I look like Roy Orbison. Yeah, which is <laughs> hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and so there's also another one. It's, uh, let me find the exact, the exact line so I don't get yeah. it wrong. Yeah, give the man his credit. Shit week like the Nissan D-Rose. Which, oh. <laughs> yeah, that was my response when I heard it initially. I was like, oh. But it's A, kind of funny because, uh, Derek Rose just played his first game for the Detroit Pistons last night. <laughs> Yeah, and that's Danny's yeah. squad. Welcome Home to the, the D, Danny. Welcome um, to the D-Rose experience. I've got one more. Yeah, but, go for it. Keep going. Uh, I think, what is it? I believe it's on Combat or Shine. He says, I'll die for this shit like Elvis. Yeah, very good. hilarious. Any more? Um, I'm trying to find it. Uh, I I believe I do. I mean, if you want to start talking about something else while I look, I'll just interject when I feel like it. All right. Well, we're gonna jump off on this on the same point. I think. Um, oh yeah, let's talk about the. My dumb. Oh, I, I hold on. Yeah, the... I I do have mine. Um, this is just a kind of. Are we about to talk about comedy specials? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So on the song Three Tears. Uh, which is produced by JPEG Mafia, also has Run the Jewels features, which they are really good on this song. Yeah, um, they sound rejuvenated. Very rejuvenated. So hopefully, you know, RTJ stuff comes out. Uh, but on that song, he makes a back-to-school Rodney Dangerfield reference, since uh, LP does, I guess. He says, uh, Papa did the triple Lindsay flip when the cane hit. And I think that was really funny. <laughs> It's just like everyone just tries to be like as obnoxiously weird as possible. Uh, and I like it. It was very good. <laughs> yeah. So to to all the uh, funny lines we just punch lines we just quoted, uh, a lot of the big time critics who, who write their reviews um, have talked about how funny this album is. So I thought it would be a good idea to make a stand-up comedy bill uh, featuring three of our favorite uh let's say just people from the hip-hop scene so you want to go back and forth 
I think we can choose the same people. Otherwise, it'll get pretty hard. I think we can choose the same people. Uh, before we want to get into that, I do want to bring up one last uh, lyric, and then we could do this. Um, <laughs> it's on the song Dirty Laundry. Uh, he says, fuck a stripper for some change. Actual change. Dime pennies, nickels. Actual change. Yeah. <laughs> the way he delivers it in the song is Very so funny. absolutely incredible. Fuck a stripper for some change. Actual change. <laughs> It's so good. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> let's get into it. Um, I'm assuming Childish Gambino is off limits because he's like an actual stand-up comedian. You can use him. That's a savvy play. Oh, he's not on your list? No. Oh, okay. So yeah, I would I would put Bino on there because he's like an actual performer and stand-up writer. Pretty smart. Yeah, uh, which if you haven't seen any of his sketch comedy work or his stand-up, highly recommend. I'm going to go with Schoolboy Q. Okay. Because that guy is just naturally very funny, but also, like, funny in the obnoxious way. So he's just going to go and open up the crowd, loosen them up, and just pal around, joke around, have a good time. Uh, I've never really thought of him as being funny. Should I, like, go check out? Yeah, his social media is very funny. <laughs> I don't think I follow anything. Maybe I need to. I don't, but I'll check in every now and then. <laughs> See what's going on. Yeah. Has he put anyone in a body bag recently? <laughs> uh, all right. I would put Vince Staples on there. Uh, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Do you have him? No. Yes. Maybe? Yeah, he, he was gonna be my second. Yeah, I mean that dude's like one of the funniest people I've ever like seen online. Uh, and if he it acts that way in a real setting. Uh, Vince is great. Again, amazing Twitter follower. Yeah. Uh, if you don't follow Vince, you're doing Twitter incorrectly. Yeah, there's... He just fights with people. It's, it's so funny. His his stage presence is, like, very surprising to me because he's, like, very much... Like, he just gets, gets up and does his songs and doesn't, like, really say anything yeah. in between. Um which is interesting to me. Uh, but given, yeah, given like how funny he is, but I don't know if that like humor would translate to like getting a crowd jacked up. But uh, so I'm going to go with my third one is just Danny, Danny Brown, the man himself. Um, so when I saw him at House of Vans, I think last year, he like, so he just did his his set, which it was the same set list um, that I had seen him do at Pitchfork a couple months earlier, which is like, fine, that's whatever. And then he like comes back on and people thought he was going to do an encore, but he just like talked on the mic for like five minutes and was like cracking jokes and telling stories. And it was like legitimate, like kind of like an off the cuff, like set. It was like hilarious. That guy is... Like, he could be, like, a stand-up comic. He's so funny. Yeah, if he, like, you know, put the effort into writing jokes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am bummed I missed that event, honestly. Um, all right, well, I'm on my last one. Um, all right, so this is a tie for me. I want to say Tyler, the creator, because I think he's brilliant and really funny and also just 
super weird, which I think you kind of have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think logic would be really good. I just want to bring that up because logic. Is he funny? I don't know if he's funny, but he is really smart and probably understands how to like write a joke. If that makes sense. He's cracked the code. Yeah, he has cracked the code. Is kind of what I was getting at. But is logic smart? Are people yeah. saying that now? I think Just because he wears glasses doesn't mean anything. Well, no, it's because he smart. he can do a Rubik's cube in like a minute or something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I. That's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, did you see? Uh, are we? Uh, how much left we got to talk about this? What else we got to bring up? What are we missing? I've got nothing besides Rubik's Cube strategies. <laughs> um, okay, hold on. Uh, shit. All right, we got to talk about something else. Um, I was trying to find one more. He talks about having sex with a large woman and then just like keeps breaking down how much she weighed. It was like 280, maybe 270. I don't know, 250. There's a part of this. Logic or Danny no, Brown? No, Danny Brown. Oh. It's really funny. <laughs> I thought you were like a, a no. theoretical logic stand up set. <laughs> no, I'm just like, yeah, conceptualizing a. Yes, you know. now uh, I do recall that Danny Brown first. That's really funny. Um, So as we wrap this up, uh, do you want it? Now I feel kind of bad. As I said, you know what I'm saying a couple of times, but. Do you know where like the that comes from? Like the uh, the album title at all? Do you see it on Genius? No. Nah. So let me see if I can find this again. Uh, man, my computer is just acting so slow. I should have had these notes ready to go. We'll tweet it out. I can't find it, and this is just yeah. bad content. Let's just anyway, sign off. Sign off. Uh, good episode. We'll be back. Uh, we will be back. Eventually. Next two days, Mark. Two days? Alright. Gotta talk about yay. Uh yeah. It comes out. We'll see. Alright. Talk to you later. <laughs>